How I Met My Murder contains graphic content and may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. One, two, three, four. Good night, ladies. Good night, ladies. Good night, ladies. We're going to leave you now. Right now. Hello, murderellas, and welcome to How I Met My Murder. I'm Norma. I'm Amanda. And this week, we will be discussing... Oh, burp. Is it cold in here? Oh, oh. Cold cases. <laughs> that was terrible. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> don't judge me. Ridiculous. <laughs> well, I mean, cold what cases. Yay! <laughs> what else do you expect from me than something weird? Okay, so, uh, kind of in light of the uh, Golden State Killer stuff that's been going on recently... Mm-hmm. Um, we decided to dig up some cold cases. Yeah. So. Hopefully they're ones you guys haven't heard of before. And uh, we've also got a little bit of information about the National Institute of Justice's National Missing and Unidentified Person System, which is called NAMUS. Mm-hmm. Or NAMUS. I'm not, I don't know how it's, I don't know it's pronounced, but it's N-A-M-U-S. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I think it's NAMUS. NAMUS. Yeah. Like, sure. give us a name. We'll go with that. That's that like, how I'll like it. I'm not trying to make a joke. I really think I think that's how it's pronounced. That's fine. Someone tell us. <laughs> Let us know. Yeah, we're I'm not always book smart, man. <laughs> so, um, fun little fact because Amanda knows I fidget like a motherfucker. Um, I opened up my special drawer <laughs> where where all my fidget things live and, and the soundbite machine. Yes, and I was like, oh. They're squishy cats. These are really cool. She's like, what the heck? Those are yours. <laughs> because you fidget so much. And um, and then she laughed at me again because I, I laid all four of them out and I was like, oh, gray one, you're the prettiest. You're my favorite. You'll stay perfect. And I put it back in the box. <laughs> so I picked my least favorite one. Not because there's anything wrong with him, but he's just plain. Mm-hmm. And so he's getting... He's good. He's reliable. Yeah. No. This... He's yeah. good. Yeah. None are bad. Yeah, but true. is is most plain. So I don't care if he gets gross. Respect. With respect. So yeah, they're these little like uh, squishy cats. They're made of like. They are very fun. I've got them at my desk. I don't know what they're made out of. They're a lot of fun. But they're I don't know, probably cats. something toxic. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> Note to self: Don't lick my hands. <laughs> um. <laughs> Maybe don't do that ever. <laughs> yeah, there's that too. Actually, one day uh, we went. To, one of my friends and I went to Big Spoon Creamery and we got this is like last summer mm-hmm. we got these Fruity Pebbles oh my god so good ice cream sandwiches and uh, you know it's an ice cream sandwich your hands get disgusting right and she took the metal the lid off the metal trash can threw her stuff away and then she realized her hand was sticky and she was like ooh tasty no 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 (laughs) and she went to lick her hand because she forgot she had touched the trash can and thought it was just you know the last moment of her ice cream bar and she was immediately like oh oh god no (laughs) (laughs) gross it was really funny i still tease her about it (laughs) my favorite 
favorite thing at Big Spoon. They don't always have it, but they have it sometimes. But mm-hmm. they make a Maker's Mark soft serve. Yeah. And it's so good. Have you been so there good. since they have the cake butter soft serve? No. Yeah, okay. Big Spoon Creamery in Birmingham, Alabama. I think there's one in Coleman now, too. If yeah. you get a chance, go there. I haven't been because so I've been doing the Weight Watchers good. thing. Yeah, I haven't been forever either, but. Yeah. Uh, I did have a milkshake today, though. Very sad. <laughs> That was brought to me and put in front of my face, though. I believe you asked for it. (laughs) They don't know that. (laughs) I know that. Yeah. I know Uh, it. (laughs) That's okay. Earlier this week, I was like, Bert, I just just need a sugar cookie with frosting. This is not, this isn't a want, this is a need. Mm -hmm. So then yesterday at work, he shows up and he had two frosted sugar cookies, two mini cupcakes, <laughs> one shortbread star, <laughs> and a giant motherfucking chocolate chip cookie. <laughs> nice, yeah. nice. Yeah, I only ate the one iced sugar cookie because after that I was like, oh, so sweet. I'm gonna die. Oh, oh. yeah. That's like, that's like the one thing that this whole diet journey has really enforced is that sugar is sweet (laughs) like I didn't realize because I've cut back so much on sugar Mm -hmm. that anytime I have anything remotely sweet now I go into like severe sugar coma (laughs) um how about the other night we went and saw uh the Avengers Mm -hmm. okay and so I was like fuck it I'm getting popcorn popcorn's actually not that bad uh when you put the butter on it well we just won't talk about that And um, the lights were still on, so I didn't want to crack open my LaCroix because mm-hmm. it was a packed fucking theater. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I think Bert got Coke. I'll take a swig of Coke. It's not a big deal. I took a, sw- a swig. And I was like, it's not Coke. What is this? This is delicious. And it was like, <laughs> it's root beer. And I was like, oh, no. Mm, no. Mm, no. Mm, no. <laughs> I hate root beer. That's funny. But you said it was delicious? <laughs> yeah, it was weird. Huh. I don't know. Maybe it's the lack of sweet. I don't Maybe. Know. It's weird. Weird. I don't know. I don't know. So, uh, it is time for Weird Crime of the Week. Weird Crime. So, this week, we have... The Butter Batter Battery. The Butter Battery. <laughs> this is from uh, earlier in April. And do you want to guess where it comes from? Um... I'll take Florida for a hundred, Alex. <laughs> that would be correct. Thank you. <laughs> um, so it comes from Florida. Crazy in the form of a question. What is Florida? <laughs> the headline is butter battery. Merritt Island woman arrested for throwing butter. I wish it had said marinated. <laughs> marinated <laughs> Island. Yes. <laughs> a 26-year-old Merritt Island woman was arrested Thursday after deputies say she threw a tub of butter at her sister during an argument. Fun. Um, so the first line in the article, I can't believe it's not battery. Oh, wait, it is. (laughs) According to police, anyway. Uh, a 26-year-old Merritt Island woman was arrested Thursday after deputies say she threw a tub of butter at her sister during an argument. Eliza, or might be Eliza, uh, a, Eliza. Do little. Uh Uh-huh. Is she, my fair lady? Uh, you tell me. I'll, I'll post the I believe headsh- that's my fair method. I just called it a headshot. I'll post the mugshot <laughs> on Instagram. Um, I mean, maybe in Florida that does work for a headshot. Like, it might. It might. She cast me eyebrows. on cops. 
weird. Um, Eliza Bodecker Lachance is charged with one count of a misdemeanor domestic battery or buttery, depending on how you want to say it. Uh, she is on pretrial release from the uh, Brevard County Jail. Uh, Brevard County deputies responded around 7.53 p.m. Thursday to a residence in the 3700 block of Sunward Drive in Merritt Island following reports of a disturbance. When deputies pulled up to the home, a woman came running from the front door screaming and covered in butter, according to reports. In a sworn statement, the woman told deputies that her sister, Boddicker Lachance, had asked her if she was going to pay for the butter. When she refused, Boddicker Lachance quote-unquote, threw the tub of butter at her, hitting her with the actual tub and then the butter within, deputy said in a report. Three witnesses in the home uh, gave similar statements. Boddicker Lachance refused to speak with deputies without a lawyer present. She was arrested and then taken to the Brevard County Jail Complex in uh, Sharps. Uh, Sharps. So, words. Words are hard. <laughs> words are hard. So, um, who knew... Butter could be so violent. You butter believe it. You butter believe it. (laughs) What I want to know is how did she butter all over herself? Did she like slather herself after? Well, when they said that, I figured maybe she threw it at her and then like rubbed it in her face or something like that. But I don't know. Maybe it like exploded and just hit her. I don't know. Explosive butter. Band name called it. I bet her skin was so moisturized after that. Oh, I bet her skin was so greasy. I bet bet she smelled like a First of all, butter does not come in tubs. (laughs) Margarine comes in tubs, (laughs) which is basically just oil. (laughs) That's what I'm saying, man. (laughs) Gross. Well, you know, I bet she could have gone and laid out in front of her trailer and got her a good base tan. Get that. Yeah. 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 I'm just saying. I'm just picturing it. It's not. I mean, is it really that different than people who used to slather themselves in Crisco to go lay outside? Or I never did that. Maybe, I, I always thought I that did. was weird. <laughs> I was just expected to be like, this smells like fried chicken. <laughs> Becky, it's time to turn over. You're getting extra crispy. <laughs> weird. Oh. One day. <laughs> One day I'll be actually funny. <laughs> <laughs> There's the little cat friends for the Twitter. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're fine. Distractions. Anyway. So, oh, tangent time. How about this? It's mm-hmm. been a little, it's been a hot minute since I've seen you. Yeah. So, last week I had a little bit of an adventure, as I'm prone to do. Right. So, I was driving home from the grocery store, and this, I don't want to definitively say it was a cat, so I will say a cat-like creature leapt in front of my car and I was so mad because I had so much ice cream in the trunk but <laughs> but I swerved so I didn't hit the cat because all I could just all I could envision was some little girl coming outside and be like Mr. Whiskers <laughs> <laughs> so I swerved to hit to not hit the cat like creature because I can neither confirm nor deny that it was in fact a cat right because Bert was like no one you're like it was a possum but in doing so, I jumped the curb and literally split my tire in two. Holy shit. Yeah, I don't know how the fuck I did this. Yeah, don't, don't give split me that. Split the tire in two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, instead of it being a circle, it was just 
you know, like a strip. <laughs> so it split like long ways, like a rounded, not no, like no, through. No, it split like across, all the way across. That's what I'm just, saying. So yeah, like yeah, the tire. Anyway, the point is, I was at a stop sign, like at the, at the front of the stop sign, uh-huh. and people couldn't figure out why I was still stopped. <laughs> so I even had my flashers on, and I was like, go around! <laughs> It was in the middle of Mountain Brook, so a few brookie moms would roll down their windows and be like, excuse me, are you alright? My tire busted, I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Drive away. One creepy looking old dude rolled up to me, I swear to God, I thought he was going to ask me if I wanted some free candy. Like, that's how terrifying <laughs> But he was like, do you, do you need somebody to just stay with you? I was like, no, no. Don't live that far. Husband's on the way. It's fine. I'm good. <laughs> so we got the uh, AAA guy to come and swap out my tire. Because I had a donut. Yeah. But I didn't have all the pieces to the jack. And if we did, Burton and I couldn't figure it out. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I spent like an hour and a half in front of some random person's house in Mountain Brook. Um, because I didn't want to kill what I'm telling myself was a cat but was likely a possum. Huh. <laughs> And so Bert had to come from the house in his car, load up the groceries, because that fucking expen- ice cream is expensive. <laughs> no, it totally isn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was the, uh, and yeah, it was Halo Top, because it was mm-hmm. buy one, get one at, at Winn-Dixie, yeah. and I was like, well, I'll get four. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I was like, Bert, handle the ice cream. <laughs> I wish that was, I wish that was not true, but it was. Um, Oh, priorities, man. I Dude, it. like legit. <laughs> so, but yes, that was that was my little adventure the other night. That was not that exciting, but kind of lame. <laughs> so, sorry, tangent time. That's <laughs> fine. I've not had anything exciting happen to me. I yeah. just work too much. <laughs> hey. That is one good thing about my job. I get to be like, peace. Yeah. At the end of the day. Most of the time, I can. But if I... I mean, my job relies on chaos, Mm -hmm. (laughs) basically. So I kind of have to just roll with it (laughs) when it happens. Um, that's adorable. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I put my wedding ring on the cat, and it looks like it has a fancy crown. That's really cute. So, yeah. Uh, sorry, I'm, like, extra weird today. <laughs> I really don't know what to do about it. I'm it's sorry. Cool. Um, would you like to talk about your cold case? Actually, I would not. I am going to talk about... Oh, okay. Um, uh, what I'm going to do instead is talk about the National Institute of Justices, National Missing and Unidentified Person System, or as Amanda informed me, name us. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> and I will get to my cold case after that, but... Because um, I think you said that yours is similarly kind of involved with yes. this, so... Some good background information. Yeah. All right. So, NAMUS is the National Centralized Repository and Resource Center for Missing Persons, Unidentified uh, Unidentified Decedent Records. Um, it's a free online system that can be searched by medical examiners, coroners, law enforcement officials, and the general public for um, from all over the country in hopes of helping solve some of these cold cases. Um, it's comprised of three databases. There's the missing persons database, which contains information about missing persons that can be entered by anybody. Uh, however, it appears 
as it, however, before it appears as the case on NamUs, the information must be verified. Um, they provide a user with a variety of resources, including the ability to print missing persons posters and free, receive free biometric collection and testing assistance. Other resources include links to state clearinghouses, medical examiner and coroner's offices, law enforcement agencies, victim assistance groups, and pertinent legislation. Um, for the unidentified persons database, this contains information entered by medical examiners and coroners. These unidentified, unidentified persons are people who have died and whose bodies have not been identified. Anyone can search this database using characteristics such as sex, race, distinct body features, and even dental information. Finally is the unclaimed persons database, which contains information on deceased persons who have been identified by name, but for whom next kin or family members have been uh, identified or located to claim, oh, no next of kin or family members have been identified to claim the body for burial or other uh, disposition, uh, whatever, to get rid of the body. Other medical examiners and coroners may enter cases in the unclaimed persons database. However, the database is searchable by the public using a missing person's name or your birth. So the problem of missing persons and unidentified human remains in the country has existed for a long time. Uh, significant progress has been made in recent years thanks to the DNA initiative, which was launched in 2003. The Office of Justice's programs, uh, National Institute of Justice, the NIJ, began funding major efforts to maximize the use of DNA technology for a criminal justice system. Much of this has focused on developing tools to investigate and solve cases of missing and unidentified decedents. The NamUs database, um, databases are just one example of broader programs to improve the nation's capacity to address these cases. For example, the NIJ also funds free testing of unidentified human remains and other family reference sample kits at no charge to any jurisdiction in the country. Other efforts include training law enforcement officers, medical examiners, judges, and attorneys on forensic DNA evidence. The NamUs database and searching system will improve the quality and quantity of access to data on missing persons and unidentified human remains. Um, this is a diverse community of criminal justice professionals, medical examiners and coroners, victim advocates, families for missing people, um, and the general public can now contribute to solving these cold cases. So as of, it, it's been estimated that there are approximately 40,000 unidentified human remains at the offices of the nation's medical examiner and coroners, or have been buried or cremated um, before being identified. So that's a significant number. Uh, in June in 2007, in June 2007, the OJP's Bureau of Justice Statistics confirmed that in a simple year, Medical examiners and coroners handle about 4,400 unidentified human decedent cases, a thousand of whom remain unidentified after a year. So they further identified the need to improve record retaining policies because as of 2004, more than half of the nation's medical examiner's offices had no policy for retaining these records, such as x-rays, DNA, or fingerprints on unidentified human decedents. Um, the BJS also noted, however, that more than 90% of offices servicing large jurisdictions did have a policy. So large cities were doing it, but you know, rural communities, mm -hmm. not so much. To further uh, investigate the extent of the problem and viable solutions, the DNIJ assembled an expert panel of medical examiners and coroners, and this panel 
found that the primary and overwhelming need was for a central, central reporting system for unidentified human remains. Um, and going forward, they plan to continue to expand on what they're able to do and how many people they're able to identify um, through strategic partnerships with the National Center for Science and the National Association of Medical Examiners, um, as well as the National Forensic Science Technology Center to develop further with their missing cases, missing persons database. And as of 2011, Name Us was awarded with a cooperative agreement to the University of North Texas Health Science Center for System Management and Ongoing Development. And they continue to support investigators across the country who seek to resolve challenging cases with missing persons and unidentified remains. This is a really, really great mm -hmm. resource. Yeah. Um, so, oh, sorry. My husband texted me something and that didn't make any sense. <laughs> but, um, so that's just a little bit of background information about the um, systems that are used that, that we have available to us now to solve some of these cases that have languished for 20 or more years. I mean, mm -hmm. they're, my case in particular, um, it took 20 years to identify the body. Mm -hmm. um, so it's even if these cases excuse me are not still solved there is at least some answers and you know and, and families can have some mm -hmm. semblance of closure right which is huge in and of itself mm -hmm. you know instead of just thinking that so and so is missing you know for sure yeah absolutely so, um it's a really really great organization uh, so, Madam Amanda, would you like to tell us about your case? Sure. Um, my case is uh, the murders of Michelle Xavier and Jennifer Dewey. So, on February 2nd, 1986, mm -hmm. best friends Michelle Xavier and Jennifer Dewey were found dead alongside of Mill Creek Road in Fremont, California. A motorcyclist that was driving down Mill Creek Road discovered the bodies around 12.30 a.m. and immediately called police. Mm -hmm. uh, the women had been raped, shot, and stabbed in the, hour, in the hours prior. They weren't dead very long by the time the motorcyclist found them. Yeah. Xavier was 18 and Dewey was 20 at the time. The deaths of the two women were highly publicized and left many in the community shaken and fearful for their own neighborhoods. Xavier's car was located six miles away from the, or what, oh, six miles away from where the bodies were found in the parking lot of the Mission Valley Shopping Center. Um, investigators in 1986 began with a timeline of the girls' whereabouts the night before the murder. So earlier that night, the two women had been at the home of Xavier's grandmother at a birthday party until about 8 o'clock. And then from there, they left for a friend's house. At 10, they were seen by two women at, uh, the, at a 7-Eleven in Fremont, and police had not been able to find anyone who saw them alive after that. So the road that they were found on it's a quiet, winding road through the hills that is so narrow in places that only one car can pass at a time. Uh, the bodies were found on a curve in a gravel area off the side of the road wide enough for only one car to park on or turn around. So not a lot of room for anybody to move around. So mm -hmm. it seemed to say that he knew where it was going or whoever did this knew where they were going. 
Uh, much of the property along the road is a, is ranch land. Uh, there are some houses, but none near the turnout where the bodies were found. Uh, Xavier's car was found six miles away from their bodies in the parking lot of a shopping center. People who worked near the parking... Sorry, words. People who worked near the shopping center said that they saw a car in the parking lot late Saturday night, but whether it was left before or after the murders was not clear. The doors to the car were locked and the keys were missing. There was no sign of a struggle in the car and the authorities have still never been able to find their personal belongings, including their purses or identification. Immediately after the homicide, leads and phone calls kept detectives busy for several months. A reward of $35,000 was raised by community members and posters soliciting tips could be found throughout the city of Fremont. The department actually dedicated extra resources and manpower, sparing no expense to investigate the case. While several people of interest were identified in, re- in interviews over the years, Fremont detectives would rule most out. Unfortunately, after an extensive investigation and follow-up on thousands of leads, the case went cold and was eventually suspended. So that was in 1986. Yikes. In 2016... Uh, So, what, 20, 30 years later? Yes. um, A position was created in the Fremont Police Department to focus on cold cases. Detectives were able to get DNA off of some of the original evidence and ran it through a statewide search. The results of the evidence identified David Misch as the the, uh, prime suspect. At the time of the murders, he lived in the area and was a known commercial burglar and a drug user. Uh, Mish was already serving a sentence of 18 years to life in connection with an East Bay homicide that happened in December of 1989, just three years after the murders of Xavier and Dewey. Uh, in that case, he was already, sorry, in the case he was already serving time for, uh, 36-year-old Margaret Ball was found stabbed to death in her home. Uh, Mish was convicted of second-degree murder in 1990 in Alameda County for that uh, crime. Mish also has another prior felony conviction, uh, which is assault with a a deadly weapon, and he was convicted in that case in 1982. So he was already in jail for a long-ass time Mm -hmm. for other shit that he'd done. Uh, Prosecutors filed five special circumstance murder allegations against Mish, uh, two for allegedly killing the two women during the course of a rape, and three for allegedly committing multiple murders. Early in 2018... Which is actually, I looked it up, it was actually just in January of this year. Uh, the findings from investigators were presented to the district attorney, and Mish was charged with two counts of murder. Police say the victims had no prior contact with Mish uh, before the crime, and he has not had uh, his trial yet. So, that'll be coming up So, he just very came soon. up on him? It seems that way. They, they have not released a lot of information about this yet, uh-huh. because the trial hasn't happened yet. And it's still technically an ongoing investigation. So there's just not a lot of information out there right now. Mm -hmm. But I have a feeling after his trial, there will be. Well, hopefully then after his trial, we can get an update. Because I would be interested to know. That's the kind of shit that is just like ultimate lady Mm -hmm. fear. Yeah, definitely. dude Mm -hmm. rolls up on you. It's boogeyman shit. Yeah. But it like, the fact that there was no sign of struggle at all in the car makes me think that he had some type of well obviously they were stabbed and shot mm-hmm. so i don't whether he had a knife and a gun pointed at him and said get out of the car yeah is up for debate but 
apparently, clearly, they were so scared that they didn't fight. Yeah. And it's terrifying. But he was caught thanks to DNA. Mm -hmm. And um, when this murder occurred in 1986, DNA was, like, just starting Mm -hmm. to kind of hit the ground running. So it was a new thing. So they... They may have collected DNA evidence at that time, but there just wasn't a lot that they could do with it. So, but since they created another position in that county's investigative team, they caught him, which is good. And, you know, the other thing is with such, there have been so many advances with DNA testing. It used to be you would have to have such a large sample. Now you just don't have to have that much. Mm -hmm. So you can, there's, there's more to test, I guess mm-hmm. is what I'm saying. Because yeah. if you only need such a small sample, there's more viability. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yay for boogeyman shit. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> but he's caught. Yay, I'm going to make your husband mock me too. I'm going to go to leave tonight. <laughs> Not really, but probably. It'll be fine. We'll see. It's Vestavia. <laughs> <laughs> what if what if there's girls hiding in trees? <laughs> We're in the trees. Okay, so <laughs> tangent time. There is a, like a little. Um, it's not really a park. It's more like a lot. It not is, like it is a swath of grass. Not like Parks and Rec lot, but like yeah, it's just like a teeny tiny little. I would call Field it a of fat medium grass. Like, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I can't. It's it's the Boy Scout corner though. It is the weirdest and, little plot of land, is what it is. Yeah, but like Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts do stuff out there sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, but the Girl Scouts always come and sell cookies, and so they have the little table set up. And mm-hmm. we were coming home one day, and I was like, "Let's get some Girl Scout cookies." Mm-hmm. This was cookies. way before diet shit happened. <laughs> <laughs> so we were like, "Let's get some cookies." So we walked up, and I couldn't see any Girl Scouts. All I saw was the troop leader at the table. And there's these little trees <laughs> off to the sides <laughs> of the tables. And I'm, I come up to the table with my money, and I pick out my cookies. And she, the troop leader all of a sudden is like, Girls, will you get out of the trees? And you just hear these teeny tiny little voices from the trees saying, We're in the trees! <laughs> <laughs> and it was absolutely adorable. <laughs> it was precious. Yay! <laughs> Super cute. What is your unsolved or ah, uh, cold case? Not yes, unsolved. Excuse my me. cold case is the story of late Latuan. Latuan. I'm gonna go with Latuan, and to his family and anyone who knew him. If I am mispronouncing it, I apologize now. Um, so Latuan Brown, who was known as Tuan to his friends. Uh, vanished at the age of 20 on Mother's Day in 1998 near his home in Zion, Illinois. His sister, Latia Brown, described him as a young Michael Jordan, tall and handsome. But six months after Latuan disappeared, his sister filed a missing persons case with the Zion police. Uh, His family had waited so long because it was not uncommon for him to just skedaddle for periods of time. so they weren't sure anything had even happened to him yet. But his family, uh, there were and there were a lot of rumors surrounding his disappearance, including one that said he had been incarcerated under a fake name. And then there was another rumor that he had been murdered in Kenosha. And so for a time, the case was even transferred to the Kenosha's police, 
where it kind of stalled out. Um, meanwhile, 700 miles away in Etowah County, is that how you say it? Mm -hmm. In Etowah County, Alabama, um, another mystery had developed. A fisherman discovered the body of a young African-American man estimated to be between the ages of 17 and 21 in the Coosa River near the town of Gadsden. The body showed significant trauma, such as multiple gunshot wounds to the skull, as well as evidence the body had been beaten and burned and the hands were not even recovered. Wow. Yeah. So, Sergeant Paul Carroll of the Zion, Illinois Police Department registered his case, the case of Leighton Brown, um, with NamUs, as or mm -hmm. yeah, NamUs, as we discussed earlier, um, which is the public online database for um, cases such as this, and asked uh, Latuan's parents to submit DNA samples for testing. Those were run against samples for unidentified remains in the database, including a body stored in the Forensic Anthropology Center of the University of Tennessee, where Gadsden officials had sent the unidentified body found in 1988 for analysis, and it had remained. So in November of 2016, through the DNA testing, the two cases were linked, and the body from the Coosa River was discovered to be Laetuan Brown. The DNA report showing uh, showed that only one in 1.2 trillion chance that the body stored in the university lab was not the biological child of Leitwan's parents. That put the science behind it. Sergeant Carroll said, uh, there's not 1.2 trillion people on earth, so we can say beyond a reasonable doubt that there is a match. So after 20 years of the cold case, uh, there is now an active homicide investigation in the death of Leitwan Brown. Sadly, wow. another... Huh? I just said, wow. Yeah. Sadly, another snag in the case would emerge. Apparently, a death certificate had never been issued for the body in Edward County before it had been sent to the University of Tennessee. As of February 15th of 2018, a death certificate was finally being processed through Montgomery, Alabama for uh, Mr. Brown's body. So, um, some of the research I found, they said that they couldn't... No one in Edward County could figure out why... A death certificate had not been issued for a John Doe, um, that so just all they could come up with someone was made a mistake. You know, there was no hmm. definitive answer ever given. Um, Sergeant Paul Carroll of the Zion, Illinois Police Department has stated that this is now a continuing investi investigation and it will include multiple agencies but has yet to offer details as to how these agencies will be working together, nor the connection that Mr. Brown would have had to Alabama. Uh, so if you have any information, this is still an ongoing and active case, please contact the Zion Police at 847-746-4110. So. That's nuts. It, isn't that crazy? That's nuts. Wow. Like. So the body was found in the Coosa River not very long after Mother's Day, mm -hmm. after he would have disappeared. So the big questions are, how did he end up in the Coosa River? What happened for him to end up in, for his body to be in such horrible shape, to have been shot and burned and beaten yeah. and everything else in the world? So... You know, 
you know, the, the good in this is his family has some closure. They know he's not out there. I read one article that it said that the mother had just for 20 years, every time she saw a man that looked like him, that it just ruined her all over mm -hmm. again because she thought, is that him? Could it be well, yeah. him? And no. And so, you know, thank God for this DNA testing that can... Mm -hmm offer some some information i mean there's still huge gaps in this but yeah hopefully they can find they can find who's responsible for yeah. this because this is just bonkers mm -hmm. it's 700 miles yeah that's crazy the creepiest detail is his hands were not recovered yeah that's Ugh. hinky that's weird the only thing I've been able to come up with, because I've been thinking about this all lately, is he must have run up on some white supremacist, or... Or he may have seen something he wasn't yeah, supposed to see. Yeah, some, something yeah. like that, but I don't hmm. know. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. Well, something else that I kind of looked into, there are several Reddit threads... Mm -hmm. where people just like to internet sleuth and do stuff mm -hmm. on the side because it's fun. Because why not? Because we do that too. Yeah. <laughs> um, Hi, welcome to our podcast. <laughs> there have been uh, actually several instances where Reddit users have identified people just from looking really? on the internet. And there was one in particular that I was looking for, and I can't find the article now, but... It was this girl, she was a teenager, she was like probably 16 or 17, but she went missing from, I think like, somewhere like middle region of the United States, mm -hmm. but, uh, so she was missing, there was a missing persons report for mm -hmm. her, nobody could find her, and then, like, less than a year later a county in uh, New Jersey had a Jane Doe mm -hmm. that was, she was just found on the side of the road. Ugh. And I don't, I can't remember if she was murdered or if it was an accident of some kind. I don't think they quite knew, but they had done like facial reconstructions and stuff. And she was on, um, it, it's not name us, but uh, the Jane, the Doe network. Mm -hmm. She was on there and a Reddit user saw a picture of this missing woman and then saw this reconstruction on the Doe Network and was like, I'm pretty sure these are these two are the same people. Mm -hmm. And so he, he contacted people. He contacted the county in New Jersey mm -hmm. and was like, here's this missing persons case from, like, Ohio or something. I can't remember what state she was from. And they compared dentals and stuff, and it was her. That's crazy. It's nuts. But there are actually several instances of that where Reddit users have... Thank you for the Reddit users who are not being creeps. Right? Like. Yeah. Yeah. We appreciate you people. Yeah. <laughs> All you creeps on Reddit, get the fuck off the internet. Yeah. You're done. Yes, yes. <laughs> you have had your time, and you've only made each other worse. So. Correct. Please. Please stop. Yes. <laughs> um, well, that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> this was kind of a bummer episode. Wah, 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 wah. Oh, wait, no. My thing. Um, 
There you go. That's one. That's one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, what's what's something happy? <laughs> um, something happy. A new Harry Potter came, it came out this week. Oh, yeah. And it's a lot of fun. It's also kind of annoying, but it's really fun. Because <laughs> you have to, like, you can only do things with energy. Mm-hmm. And so you only have so much energy, and you can only do so many things, and then you have to wait for it to refill. Oh, that's like how my dress-up girl game is. This is super lame. I have... Don't judge me. You have a fucking Harry Potter game. I have... Harry Potter's awesome. Uh, so is my dress-up girl game. I'm not saying your dress-up girls aren't awesome. <laughs> so you just... It's like... The, okay, so the purpose of the dress-up girl game is you... This, this whole world is based on... Who can dress the best? It is fucking ridiculous, and I don't give a fuck. Okay, I love it. Because I'm like, ooh, what's the new outfit gonna be when they release the next level? And it's always something ridiculous, and some of them are woof, culturally inappropriate. Like, there's a whole section of the game that's called The Wastelands, and it is Native American style, oh, no. and it's bad. No, no, no. <laughs> Mm, yeah, that's a little rough. It's a game out of, I think it's like South Korea or Japan or something, so uh-huh. I kind of feel like maybe it's a, well, you, maybe you guys don't. They don't know. Maybe you guys just don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Ignorance. <laughs> but um, I enjoy it entirely too much. My husband gets mad at me because every once in a while I'll cave and I'll spend like 99 cents on something. Yeah. And like, Norma, what are you doing? <laughs> I saw a little dress-up girl again on my credit card. (laughs) That's funny. So, don't judge me. (laughs) (laughs) But I really wanted the giant fox friend. (laughs) That is a real conversation my husband and I have had. Um, Awesome. Yeah, but it's really fun, and I like it. (laughs) Good. That's what's important. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you only have so many hearts. And after you use up all your hearts, you have to wait for the hearts to fill, and that yeah. it costs so many hearts to like do each dress up battle. Right. And it's it's literally like here's your theme, <laughs> and you gotta like go through all your clothes, and you're like yeah 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 that skirt looks great with those with those leggings. I'm way more into fashion on this game than I am on my person. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's like yeah, I have 17 different hairs. Yeah okay uh huh this one and there's like different skin tones you can use. Ridiculous. You are very into this. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those like secret shames. Oh yeah. No, I get so. it. <laughs> I really like it. So what uh podcast have you been listening to lately? Um I listened to Uncanny County today. It's like a it's like a uh audio drama. Mm-hmm. I've been into that kind of stuff and uh, been listening to a lot of like fertility and mommy uh, podcasts because my husband and I are like we're at that stage in our relationship where we're like looking to expand our family because <laughs> we're really cool like that. So I've been listening to stuff. It's like so you know make sure you do this and yeah. make sure your husband doesn't do this. And it's like okay, let me take notes. <laughs> it's true, I do. Um, <laughs> so that kind of stuff, nothing. Cool, cool. Literally the opposite of cool, cool, actually, so, but it's fine. Well, I've been listening to The Babe and the Bro 
lately. They have been like soups up in our uh, Twitter lately. They're really cool. Yeah, no, like I meant that in a nice way. (laughs) No, I know, I know. Like like our Um, like our uh, go postal friends. Yeah, yeah. I have actually listened to both of those podcasts this week too. (laughs) To be fair. But they're fun. They cover different topics every week, and mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's it really is just very conversational. And very it's very chill. They are, yeah. Um, I'm sure, chill is absolutely. They're fun. What it is up there. They read a story of mine on oh, their yeah. most recent episode. So <laughs> the "Are you happy?" story. So um, check out the babe and bro to hear what the fuck she's talking about. The babe and the bro. It's crazy. But they're fun, and but they get into like really good conversations about like um, uh, rejection and consent and that kind of thing. But it, it's not like in a bad yeah, yeah, yeah. way. Like it's it's like I said, it's very conversational and it's very chill, mm-hmm. and I like it. Um, I've also been listening to Ice Clown Towns still. Because it's wonderful and I love it. Nice. And it's great. And I actually haven't had a ton of time in the last couple weeks to listen to podcasts. Mm -hmm. So those are kind of the only two that have squeezed in lately. But. I gotcha. It's cool. So, um, I think that's all we have. Yeah. Nothing terribly exciting today. That's it. But we love you guys and always come back. We do. um, You know, you can always reach out to us. Mm -hmm. We always want to hear from you guys. We do. At, uh, you can tweet with me at how underscore murder because I'm rocking the Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, the babe and the bro were confused because they thought. Oh, really? Yeah, I was tweeting out a bunch of weird stuff and they were like, uh, you must be between the podcast and what you put on here. Amanda must totally be just like Lucy. And I was like, wrong bitch. No. <laughs> <laughs> this is normal. I don't, um, I don't. You understand Twitter. Twitter. Oh, I understand <laughs> the concept, but it just it moves too fast for me and I can't keep up with it. I tried. I tried to be a tweeter and tweet and I still have an account, I think, but I haven't been on it in years and I just I don't care for it. And that's okay. I dig it. Yeah. So that's why No, I'm I, glad you do. That's why you run that's it. That's why I run Twitter. Because I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, if you Talk to us on the Insta. Yes. You will be talking with Miss Amanda. Me. I do love the Instagram. It's a lot mm-hmm. of fun. Um, and you can find us there at How I Met My Murder, all spelled out. And then um, it's a potluck on who you get if you send us an email. Because mm-hmm. uh, we both check it. But it seems like every time I check it, it's like, you have a sponsored email from Squarespace or junk mail. And oh, yeah. That's all. But, um... If you email us, you can talk to whomever you mm-hmm, want mm-hmm. to, and you can find us at um, howimetmymurder at gmail.com, mm-hmm. and if you leave us an iTunes review, or really a review anywhere, mm-hmm. um, then we will send you stuff. We shall. You can um, also find us on Facebook. Oh, yeah, because we have our Facebook group. Yes. Which is um, How I Met My Murder Murderellas, mm-hmm. and you can talk to either one of us there, too. Because we both hop over there. Actually, uh, my husband is even on there. So if you want to. Oh, mine is too. (laughs) So you can even talk to our husbands and be like, so what's it like to have such weirdo wives? And they'll say, well, we're fucking weirdos too. (laughs) It's a circle of weird. Yes. It's our circle of weird. It is our circle of weird. It's a closed circle of weird. That's not. We invite other people in sometimes. 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 There's an application process. Yes. And it takes six to eight weeks. Um, Okay. okay. On that note. (laughs) 
<laughs> Thank you guys for listening. Um, we are getting just tremendous traffic, like more than we ever thought We're that so we excited. would. Um, but we are very excited. Thank you guys for listening. Keep listening. Um, let us know what you think. Contact we love us. You. Um, and we will see you next time. Right. Bye. Welcome to Film Roast. Hey guys, I'm Julia. And I'm Hannah. And we're the co-hosts of Film Roast. Where two over-caffeinated and underqualified friends talk about movies. That's right. So, if you're into film factoids, semi-terrible celebrity impressions, and keeping up on movies both new and old, then check us out. You can follow Film Roast on Instagram and Twitter at Film Roast Show or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Film Roast. Cheers and happy roasting!